Hello and welcome back to another Spill the Tea podcast. Today is August 17th and we are nearing the end of summer, sadly. Um, It's been pretty hot here lately, so I really like to enjoy the sun, get out there and do some things I don't normally do. So, you know, welcome back. It's been a long week. I know I didn't release an episode on Sunday. Um, I totally forgot. Went and played the Switch instead, so fuck it. <laughs> so that's what happened there. I might actually be releasing three this next coming week. Um, I do have Frank the fucking Tank coming back on the show for another week, coming all the way up from Milwaukee. And uh, we might actually start recording two episodes for this next week, so stay tuned for that. I'm super excited to have him back on the show again. And, you know, it's just better when there's people here. So, otherwise, you have to listen to my dumbass rant all day long. So, (laughs) you know, thank you for being here. And uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening this past summer. I know I did start this out of nowhere. And I've come such a long way. So, thank you to everybody, especially Anchor. Thank you, um, Fat Daddy J, Justin. Thanks for the shout-outs, everything you've been doing. And go ahead and follow his other playlist called Under the Scope. And that is Under the Scope on Spotify. So go ahead and follow his playlist there. He needs to live too, so fuck it. Why not give him some money? (laughs) So I have a variety of things I would love to talk about today. And you can hear me clicking around on my computer, but... (laughs) I decided to watch Jeopardy again, obviously, every fucking day. Taylor, you know this. So as we're watching Jeopardy, um, Alex Trebek had a category called CIA Inventions. Well, within the CIA Invention, Alex Trebek had talked about the Insectothopter. So the Insectothopter... I know it sounds really weird in like a, a dinosaur or some shit like that, but uh, an insectothopter is a miniature unmanned aerial vehicle developed by the United States CIA Research and Development Office in 1970. So this insectothopter was the size of a dragonfly and was hard painted to look like one, so it was in disguise. It was powered by a miniature uh, fluidic oscillator to propel the wings up and down like an actual dragonfly. And it had produced gas to drive this op- oscillator. Jesus, can you be talk? So this thing was not only gas power. I don't even know how you put fucking gas in this thing. And it vented out the ass. So it was a mini spying device, basically. It had a camera on it. And you could hear audio. And it would record. So, for those of you who thought that drones were a new thing, but recently just came out, well, that was a fucking lie. Shout out Tyler Creator. Thank you, Taylor, for that meme. Yeah, that was a fucking lie. (laughs) Because this insectothopter came out in the 1970s. We just got drones in 2016. So, holy fuck. It's been a long time, almost 50 years. I mean, it has been now, but 
it's insane to think about. We've had video technology, audio technology since the 70s. How good was this technology back then? And why are we just learning about it now? So if anyone is listening to this and you don't fucking hear me after this, you know what fucking happened. They killed my ass. So exposing the CIA over here. So, so this thing not only could fly unmanned or manned, but it could record audio and video at the same time, which is insane to think about. And I just want to know how many other things we don't know about. All insects could be, you know, spying devices by the Central Intelligence Agency. We don't even know. We really don't. So all those bugs, all those, you know, bees and all this shit that's been flying around, they could have been CIA spying on your ass. You don't even know. Well, if that's the case, I swat at these fucking dragonflies all the time when they're outside. I have killed a lot of them. So the millions of dollars they spend on these fucking things, I am just stomping them out. Smashing their freaking brains in, basically. So the CIA is very secretive, obviously. Um, It almost seems like we're learning more and more about things we shouldn't be, um, especially in the UFO area. I know that we just, the United States just released a picture of a UFO. Well, you know, this should have been a secret. No one should know about this. But it happened. And whoever outed them is probably dead. They killed his ass. You know it. Also, I decided to do some more digging on the history of drones. So, like I said, 2016 drones were released to the public and people could drive them on their own with video footage so these drones being released to the public was not anything special especially in 2016 well it looks as though the history of drones dates all the way back to 1917 we've had drones in the military for how long but As of 2006, the FAA issued the first commercial drone permits, so it made it clear so that people, everyday people like me, you and I, can buy these drones and fly them wherever we want. But the thing is, you cannot fly these drones over anything. There are restricted airspaces, and there are things you may not fly over. And if you do fly over them, you can get in a lot of trouble, especially prison time, which is no joke. So it's crazy to think about. We've had drones since the 20th century. And the fact that they're just being released to the public now is insane. We've had this technology almost forever, since before my grandparents were born sorry so so it's insane to think about all this technology that's been going around and you know i i worked at a technology store it's no surprise that 4k was going to be a huge hit 
So with 4K being a huge hit, and this is in TVs, if you don't really know TVs, turn this fucking podcast off. Don't listen. So <laughs> before before 4K, it was the plasma screen TVs and, you know, 720p and all this other shit like that. So 4K was top of the line. Well, just released in 2019, 8K had come out. Well, if you didn't know, 8K was originally used in Hollywood for movies so recording movies and things like that and recording movies you obviously need better cameras and everything so the fact that this 8k is just coming out to the public now this has been in hollywood for 10 plus years and if you don't believe me look it up google that shit because it is real in this 8k technology screens and tvs and shit like that are going for thousands of dollars there's a 90 inch 8K at Best Buy right now, 60 grand. No fucking joke. Go look it up. $60,000 for a TV. Who's buying that? I'm not. I sure as hell not. I can barely afford the TV I have. It was like fucking $100. <laughs> Things a piece of shit, but you know it works. So, you know, new isn't always better. And that brings me to my segue next point new is not always better i decided yesterday to whip out the record player and for those of you who don't know what a record player is is there are these things called vinyls that look like round dinner plates basically and you put them on this record player and the record player has a needle therefore the needle hits the vinyl and then from the needle the vinyl it comes out the speakers and boom you have your music and that is how we listen to music in the 20th century early on so i can give you all the history of vinyls like i would love to do because you know i really love vinyls i think that the sound is so crisp i've said this before it is nothing you can replicate on anything else and it's i don't know it's just you can't replicate the sound so the history the history of vinyls dates back like i said to the earliest 20 to the early 20th century all right let me just do some google on here the history of vinyl also I have a couple different vinyls. Obviously, you already know. Those of you who know me, I'm a nobody. No. (laughs) So, for those of you who know me, you know I love vinyl. And one of the first vinyls I ever bought was a Lil Yachty vinyl. And the only reason I did buy it is because A, Lil Boat Original slaps. And B, the vinyl is red, not black. The traditional vinyl is black. I also plan on getting a couple Mac Miller vinyls that come in pink and blue, which is awesome like different colors are amazing on vinyl i've never seen it before until i got this little yachty vinyl that's red i also have a sinatra double platinum vinyl so there's two vinyls in this pack double side and then there is the beastie boys classic and this is a double platinum as well so two-sided vinyl and it's awesome so in 1930, RCA, for those of you who don't know RCA, it was a big name brand back in the day, 
and it has kind of fell off in recent times, but it is still in production. So, in 1930, RCA, Victor launched the first commercial, commercially available vinyl, long-playing record, marketed as Program Transcription Discs. So, what that means is, these discs were designed for playback, so 33 and a quarter RPM, impressed on a 12-inch diameter flexible plastic disc. So, that would be an easier way to say to explain what a vinyl is. So, these vinyls, people have never seen them before. So, <clears throat> for those who listened to the radio in the early 20th century, you always had music on hand from the radio, sports on hand from the radio, anything you can think of, news, weather, whatever. The radio was probably one of the first things to roll that out. And going from radio to record player was a huge step in technology. And these records are amazing. They're actually called EP for extended play. I actually just recently learned what EP meant. So extended play. And these are just, for those of you who do not have a record player, Go out, and if you have a friend that has a record player, or a mom, or dad, or uncle, grandma, grandpa, whatever the hell you fucking have, dog, uh, <laughs> go and listen to a record player. A record player is something, it's a lost art, 100%. It's kind of coming back. We do have record stores here in the Bay, and I go to them personally, but I do not see many people that do go to them. I love going in there. The atmosphere is just so different from anywhere I've ever been in my life. And these record stores have different albums. EPs, LPs, long play is what that means. So LP and E sorry, LP and EP are two different types of vinyls. And Vinyls are made in regular 12 diameters, and then there's 45s, which are smaller, that only hold half. So about four or five songs per side, and that's stretching it. So during the late 1970s, an audiophile-focused market to direct-to-disc records, which completely bypassed the use of magnetic tape in favor of a purist transcriptions directly to the master lacquer disc. So this made that sound of the record so crisp, especially if you have a diamond needle. I was trying to explain this to Frank yesterday, but a diamond needle is going to give you that crackle. And if you don't know what I mean by crackle, when you put on a record or a vinyl on a record player and you obviously drop the needle, you're going to hear that like that crisp sound. And I was trying to explain to Frank what I meant by you can, I don't understand how they get music on a vinyl. If anyone can answer this question, please fucking DM me because I have no idea. How do you get music onto a piece of plastic? Explain that to me. How does that even work? It makes no fucking sense to me at all. And I, as I was talking about this yesterday, I, I don't understand it. How do you get me talking onto a piece of plastic? How is that even possible? 
It makes no sense. And also, you can also play vinyls in reverse if you have the correct record player. So here's another conspiracy lesson for y'all. So if you are listening to Stairway Heaven on the original Led Zeppelin vinyl, word is that if you play the vinyl in reverse, which you can on some record players, that there is a, a hidden message or a hidden code, and this is not unusual. Sorry, unusual. <laughs> the the well-known Beatles, for those of you who know the Beatles, everyone fucking knows the Beatles. So the Beatles were notorious for this, leaving hidden messages on their records, saying stuff in reverse. I buried Paul. Strawberry Fields. You know, this is all real. I'm not kidding you. Play it backwards. Another one bites the Another one bites dust by Queen, the world famous band Queen. Play another one bites the dust, you know, in regular forward play. It sounds normal. Put it in reverse. It says I like to smoke marijuana. You know, <laughs> I don't know why they did this, but I think it's hilarious. It keeps people interested. It's obviously got it's obviously got me interested, and it makes me want to buy more vinyls. So. Vinyls are a lost art, I would say. They're still making them, obviously. They still make LPs and EPs or a single. And, you know, they have 45s, which would be the revolution per minute. And it would be called a maxi single, which was introduced in the 80s. And today, most records are issued at a an LP or a maxi signal single, sorry, which is like I said, the 12 inch round vinyl. The sound quality and durability of vinyl records is highly dependent on the quality of the vinyl used. Most vinyl records are pressed on recycled vinyl. New or heavy is commonly used for classical music. Although it has been used for other genres today, it is increasingly common in vinyl pressings that can be found in most record shops, exclusive company, LLC Records, even modern albums like Shellac's or Mission of Burma's latest are pressed on 180 vinyl. So though most are reissues of classic albums, like the Clash's series of reissues, these albums tend to withstand the deformation caused by normal play better than regular vinyl. So it looks as though the thicker the vinyl, the better and more crisp the sound is. You need that crackle by that diamond needle. If you do not have that diamond needle, yeah, it's still going to sound good in old school, but without that diamond needle, you're not going to get that classic sound, that crisp crackle. You want that. I don't have that, kind of, but... I have a Victorola. Victorola is a very well, you know, name brand, especially in the record player and vinyl world. Also, Audio Technica is very popular. They do sell them at Best Buy and other places like that. And if you don't have a record player, you know, I highly recommend you get into something because this is this is a lost art and I just love listening to some Sinatra by myself, you know, kicking back 
and there's nothing better than it. It's, it's really relaxing, and you know, this sound is just so different. And I was trying to explain this before, but I kind of cut myself off. But vinyls, when you put the needle down, <clears throat> and you don't have the the sound up all the way for the the speakers, if you have speakers connected or Bluetooth, whatever you have now, um, and you have it on the quietest setting, you can actually hear the needle to vinyl. If you put your ear right down by the needle, and it is actually coming right from the source. So from needle to vinyl right there, that sound is coming right from there. And obviously, it's a vibration thing. It has to come from vibrations. And it's it's amazing. It cannot be recreated. CDs are not the same. I like CDs. Yeah, I have a CD player in my car. Do I use it? No. And <laughs> it's just CDs, cassettes are obviously the competition of vinyls. So Philips actually introduced the first cassette in 1962 and gave vinyl some stiff competition, obviously, since cassettes were more portable, easy to rewind, fast forward, pause, play, stop at the touch of a button, whereas you'd have to take off. You can't. So with vinyl, you actually cannot start from like the middle of the vinyl. It'll scratch the lines, and therefore you'll have a skip in your vinyl so you have to start at the beginning and finish at the end there is no unless you're going in reverse order but you cannot cut to a middle song like you can with a cassette therefore people want easy and quick at the at their fingertips literally they want everything at their fingertips and you know i think it's amazing and funny story about cassettes so my dad had an Audi that he inherited from my grandpa. And one day I found all these cassettes in the basement. And so we decided to play some cassettes in the in my grandpa's Audi because it had a cassette player, which is very old school. It also had the radio. And my dad really likes the Cars, which is an 80s band. And so we put the Cars CD or a cassette in the cassette player. And we're sitting there, like 10, 15 minutes goes by, we're still listening to the cars, and all of a sudden, I'm like, do you do you think the sound, like, do you think the song is getting slower? And he's like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, I really think the song is getting slower. And my dad and I look at each other, and then we look back at the cassette player, and no fucking shit, this thing is smoking. Like, it was so old, it was smoking. There's smoke coming out of the cassette player. We turned everything off and tried to eject the cassette and it was stuck in there and like, oh my God, it ruined the whole radio. It literally shorted out the whole radio because the tape inside got so hot, it started smoking and just ruined everything. So <laughs> with cassettes, that's obviously a drawback. You can really easily lose a cassette actually if you don't rewind it correctly in the correct manner. Um, you also put it in the player incorrectly, can ruin it. And from 1988 to 1991, there was a continued decline in vinyl sales with only collectors and audiophiles remaining loyal to the format. So if you are a DJ, you're a rapper, you're whatever you are, you're still going to have vinyls made for you. And then the vinyl revival. After decades 
of music being stored on MP3s, MP4s, computer hard drives, Mac, you know, Spotify, there's iTunes. Y'all are listening to this on different platforms. I love it. You keep listening. But they did this to do, do one thing and one thing only. Keep up with the times. So vinyl saw a resurgence in the late 2010s. So January 2017 boosted, boosted sorry, the highest number of vinyl records sold since 1991. 2017 marked the 10th consecutive year of vinyl growth, partially thanks to indie rock, the emergence of more record stores, and the novelty format. Everyone wants novelty, so I'm not just getting into vinyls. I've been into vinyls for a long time now. I love going to the record stores. I love buying vinyls. Yes, they are expensive, but I think they're worth it. And vinyl records are growing rapidly. Vinyls are still 30 bucks. You know, they used to be 10 bucks back in the day. But with inflation, obviously stuff's going to keep going up. So the vinyl revivers like myself, you know, we, we want y'all to want this old school sound i'm not that old you know in my 20s still listening to vinyl i haven't been around too long my parents obviously listened to vinyls when they were younger we found a ton a huge stack of 45s in my grandma's house probably worth thousands of dollars the beach boys johnny cash it is just the list goes on and on uh the ramones everything you can think of the who my dad my grandpa my grandma had pretty much every vinyl kind of and it's it's crazy to think about so for those of you who have never heard of vinyl go out and listen go to a friend's house go to a relative's house a friend of a friend and just you know try it out see if you like it and if you don't like it you know come back at me and say you're a fucking idiot you don't know what the hell you're talking about but Vinyls are my personal favorite way to listen to music today. Yes, I love Spotify, iTunes, you know, Anchor. <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's amazing. So let me just pause real quick here and get to my ads, okay? So let me get to our question of the week. And our question of the week comes to the one and only Frank the Tank, as usual, every single week. Hits me with a great question, something that's thought-provoking and... Thank you. So y'all will be seeing more of him, you know, this next coming week. So Frank's question of this week was, what did people do pre-GPS? So obvious, the obvious answer would be use the fucking map, you know. But what did we do before maps? Who were the people that went around and made these maps? That drove on every single road? Who? I really want to know. You know, in Google Maps, is very strange. Either they have like self-driving Google cars that drive around and take pictures of the houses in the streets. And they have like, a, I think they were the first company to have a 360 camera, which is insane to think about. But yeah, what, what did people do before maps? You know just we're driving down the road and we're like oh i'm gonna take a left and on you know sunny hill street and that leads you to forest grove and all this other stuff so i think it was more a memorization 
I remember my dad telling me my grandpa never used a map. He knew where everything was. I don't know how, but he did. You know, I guess you could call him fucking Christopher Columbus. Dude knew where he was going, apparently, you know? And, but yeah, it's, it's insane to think about. My dad said he never used a map. And they would drive all over. They've driven to Milwaukee. They've driven to Chicago. All over the fucking place. It's crazy. How do you get somewhere without not having a map? He just had, it was almost like that instinct. He knew where he was going all the fucking time. And you know what? Rest in peace, man. Because that's insane. That's an awesome quality to have. I wish I had that quality in me. That's crazy. So I think what people did before we had maps was memorization. Just learning to memorize the streets, where to go. And if you've lived in a place long enough, you know where you're going. I've lived in Green Bay long enough where I know where I'm going. East side, west side, Howard, everywhere. I know where I'm going. Anyone who gets in the car with me, I know. Unless there's construction, then I'm fucked, as usual. And anyone would be in that situation, you know? I am not a very directional person. If I haven't been somewhere, I freaking freak. I'm like, I don't like traffic. I get road rage. This shit's crazy. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. For those of you who have driven with me, you know this. I don't like driving in traffic, especially if I don't know where I'm going and I'm trying to read a map off my phone and drive at the same fucking time. This shit does not go over well. And y'all know this. But yeah, never get in the car with me and have me drive to a place I do not know where I'm going. Especially when I drove to Florida and South Carolina. Holy fuck. I was like, I can't fucking do this. This is insane. Especially in Florida where people drive 100 miles an hour, 30 miles over the speed limit. Like, holy fuck. Don't even get pulled over. In Wisconsin, you get pulled over for doing fucking half mile over. Or, you know, not putting your fucking blinker on. It's something stupid like that. And then in Florida, they're going 100 miles over the speed limit. You know, they're like, ah, fuck it. We got murders to worry about. So, and it's always cr the craziest shit in Florida, you know. Oh, there's the fucking clock again. Y'all probably can't hear it, apparently. But, you know, <laughs> Frank, thanks for the question. That was a very good question. And like I said, some people just have that, you know, some people are just directionally challenged like me, so I don't know where the fuck I'm going half the time. And, you know, I figure it out. I made it this far, and, you know, I'll keep going. That's what I'm thinking. So I'm going to about wrap it up here, and, uh, you know, thank you to everyone who's been listening to this podcast, you know, all this time with me, and, you know, everyone who just sports this podcast, and all of my fans. For those of you who listen in different countries, America, everything, thank you. There's the clock. So let me enter there. So y'all can go ahead and follow me. Spill the tea at radiopublic.com, Breaker app, Anchor app, Google Podcasts, and last but not least, Spotify. And that is Spill the Tea. I will see y'all later this week, and I will have a guest on the show, Frank the Tank. Thank you. Peace. Peace.